The Babylon Project was our last best hope for peace. It failed. But in the year of the Shadow War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for victory. The year is 2260. The show, the name of the pod. Episode 64, Grey 17 is Missing, in which Garibaldi hunts down a mystery and Delenn faces a challenge to her leadership of the Rangers. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we examine the ongoing cultural legacy of the great science fiction television show Babylon 5. Some Most of the time, great. Some days, not so great. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me, as always... John Cassie. Chris, hey, John. Chris, did you find this episode a little peculiar? It was it was very odd. Right. Um, right. A little hard to and, parse. Yeah, odd in its placement in the overall arc of the show. Right. I mean, we've we've talked before about the you know, interrupting the 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 pacing, interrupting the flow of the big arcs in order to pad out to a 20 odd episode right. season. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid we're there again with uh, gray 17 is missing. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, uh, we've done so much a plot in the last sort of eight episodes that we're going to give you a B, a B and maybe a C on this one. You know, we're yeah. going to, we're going to sort of give you a little bit of a licorice all sorts as they might say, Right, like okay, it's a little of this <laughs> yeah. and it's a little of that and it's a little of it's a little of other. It, yeah, it, it's hard for me to to say this is a this is a bad episode. I think it's a I think it's a miss, but it's sort of like each of the parts has something or the potential of something that either kind of yeah. lands or kind of misses. Yeah, I mean, and well, and you know, we talked a little bit in our pre-show that JMS himself yeah. in the, you know, if you go to the Lurker's Guide for this episode, he's like, yeah, don't quite know what I was going for, didn't quite yeah. land. <laughs> well, and, and and yeah, and I think that you know, he says that that you know, two thirds or three quarters of this episode is good. Yeah, and then yeah. all of the stuff on Gray Seventeen with you know Jeremiah's cult is mm, it's a miss. Right. You know, it it you know it didn't. It never, it just never materialized. You know, right. I, there was an episode either earlier this season or, or last season where he said that he was just too busy doing other things and, and never oh, right, right. kind of got, got back around to, uh, to actually putting the attention he needed into the script. And it feels like that may have happened here. He had kind of an idea and it just never got polished. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, yeah, he, 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 there's there is good stuff here. Um, you yeah, know, there, there are there are are pieces or scenes, definitely little bits that when we when we mash everything down into our prestige format, that I think are going to stick around. You know, you've, from this even from this episode, um, you know, this is no TKO. It's uh, certainly no infection. Yes, yes. It's no believers. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's content in the sort of the B plus, if you will, the Mimbari, mm -hmm. Ranger, Delenn, Nerun kind of stuff mm -hmm. that I think 
has to be kept. Right. The rest probably goes. Yeah. Um, but I kind uh, see this is where I'm so torn on this episode. Let's move to the let's move to the other B plot. The 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 sure. the Jeremiah. You know, always nice yeah. to see Robert Englund. Sure. You know, doing something. Yeah. You know, let's and yeah, go and a much more capable actor than I think we saw here. He yeah. had this. You know, he's given a go. This, he's making a go. He, right? Yeah, yeah. He's given this sort <laughs> Not of wacky a lot to work cult. With. Yeah, a wacky cult leader. You know, who's even the interior, the, the internal logic of these beliefs don't really hold together very well. And why are these people following him? And yeah, um, right, right. Know? Yeah, I mean, this is this is nineteen ninety six. Okay, mm-hmm. this is. As things go, one of your great ground zeros in the popular consciousness for cults. Okay? Yes. You know, this isn't the late 70s. This isn't People's Temple, right? The 80s was sort of, you know, your your satanic daycare kind of scare. But this is, yeah, Chris is rolling up his sleeves. Oh, you want to talk dig- about cults? We did, I didn't know we were oh. going to be talking about this. Um, well, well, well. Right, but this is this is... This is Branch Davidians. This mm-hmm. is Heaven's Gate. This is Amshin Rikyo. All these got the Order of the Solar something or other in Switzerland? In Switzerland, yeah. Ugh, I can't remember what it is. But in any case. Solar Temple. The Solar Temple, right. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is all over the popular imagination. And yeah. Now, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, I, I said the problem here with this. Uh, Jeremiah business, this Gray 17 business, is that they didn't go Doomsday Cult. They don't need to do that. They could have, but they didn't need to. It's like, no, people who are in these movements firmly believe what they are professing. Mm-hmm. Right? It all seemed a little a, a, a little catch as you can, not really committed yeah. Right. Like we're gonna yeah, when, play this when, for Zany. Well, yeah. not okay. oh, then do something else. Not a kind of cultish yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. When push comes to shove, with the the Zerg, the Zorg, the Zarg, Zarg. Hold on one second. I'm looking Zarg. Yes. About which the less said, the better. Truth. Uh, that suit. Oh my word. Um, I was waiting for one of those uh, tentacles. With the uh, oh the Navratan Korma to go, <laughs> yes. yeah, um, yeah. You know, as soon as as soon as Jeremiah's uh, belief structure that this apex predator and it's a it's a blessing to be consumed by it is you know as soon as he's facing it he's oh well uh, I guess I'm not pure enough you know and and if if you're gonna go that route you know build him up as this sham cult leader who's getting everybody you know, to to follow him but he's really sort of a pt barnum he's not correct he's not a believer correct he's, he's just pitching it over on them right and they didn't they didn't take that direction with him and and uh yeah yeah if they mm-hmm. had done that mm-hmm. then then one that helps to make the way we're introduced to this make a little bit more sense because that mm-hmm. puppet, oh, and the puppet, the puppet, yeah, it, it's. Oh, I have in my God notes here. Uh, America, no, never trust a creepy doll. Never trust yeah. a creepy doll. 
what a horrible, I mean, not the horrible, I mean, not horrible in the sense of, oh, it was a terrible, mm. terrible, I mean, that thing gave me the creeps. You oh, know, yeah. I do not like creepy puppets, and I do no. not like weird dolls, and I don't want it. No, no, no. no. Nope. And I don't, I particularly don't want that one. The less seen and, of that in the rest yeah. of my life, the better. And it didn't really tie in. You know, right. There was no connection. Right, right. Nothing was done it, with it. It was just there to be there. Right. Um, right. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I think the biggest thing wasted here. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, it would have been interesting to get JMS's take on some of these um, contemporary cult movements. If he had yes. gone in that direction, I would have been interested in hearing, in, in hearing him take a whack at that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he, of course, we didn't get there. It's like the biggest thing wasted is Jerry Doyle. Yeah, you know, he gets to to do some comedic stuff. He gets to do some action hero stuff, but but it's like he doesn't get is to it do in enough service of, of. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you got you got Jerry Doyle, very capable. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of Garibaldi and we're big fans of Jerry Doyle, right? And I think one of the takeaways from for me to briefly segue into uh, a kind of overarching uh, perspective on the program. I don't my, – my sense now is Jerry Doyle has been persistently underused and misused. And, mm-hmm. um, and I feel – that very much uh, that uh, that in this case um, you could have gone in a couple of directions Mm -hmm. you could have gone more a little bit more zany a little bit more Barnum okay And that would have given Jerry Doyle a lot of good stuff to do with his sort of comic timing mm-hmm. tendency to be a goofball if he wants to be, right? Right. Or you could have gone full-on frightening menace. Mm-hmm. And that would have given him an opportunity to be more kind of action hero, um, yeah. you know, uh, or at least given him an opportunity to react to some of that horror horror stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But we didn't we didn't get either. No, no, I, I don't think I don't think this I don't think this plot knew what it wanted to be, knew what what tone it wanted to set. And I'm glad that we got some Garibaldi time, but I would rather have him involved in the actual storyline things that matter in some way <laughs> right you know right i, I and i and i ha- i'm thinking about it and i am having the same problem uh, around ivanova this season as well um we we mentioned at the in our season two wrap that uh that we felt that ivanova was underused in season two that she didn't really get a lot of of good development yep. you know we they they you know we we saw her kind of sharpening her diplomatic chops but but there was no personal development there and you know again i'm seeing the same kind of thing here in season three with with both garibaldi and ivanova yeah you know they're they're i 
and it's not something that I remember or felt the first time I watched the show, but I feel like their characters are more sacrificed in favor of the the larger plot. And I wish that they'd been tied in a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I I I yeah. I, I definitely share that. Um yeah. I think I feel it a little, little more think, strongly about Garibaldi. Yeah. I, I think they could have done something where if if they again, we're gonna play armchair, you know, Monday morning, twenty years later, you know, scriptwriter here. Right. If if he'd if JMS had folded in this uh, this missing floor, you know, people hanging out, hiding there, with the whole recruiting telepaths, right. and getting information from Franklin about this underground railroad, you know, right? Okay, you know, that and that's where I thought this was going when 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 Garibaldi turns around and sees all these people, he wakes up and sees all these people there. I was like, oh, these are the the remnants from the Underground Railroad who are still hiding down here. Right. Who nobody told what was going on and they've been you know, or or they've they've decided that they don't trust anybody and and you know, it's this rogue telepath group that's kind of you know lurking down here. Well that would have um, made sense, right? I think it would have I think it would have tied things in, you know, and 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 really Garibaldi is the one I gotta give it to him in this you know, he's the one who figures out that there's the missing floor to begin with, which is, you know, he's he's the, he's the observant one. He's the one who who catches on to these kinds of things. And as soon as he's, as soon as he has that little conversation with that that assistant or the 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 the, the other security person, you know, you mean there's thirty floors? No, no, there's only twenty nine. Yeah. there was an error. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm gonna go and check this out. Right. You know, he's he he's he is the detective here. That's correct. Yeah. So yeah. he's going to. He's 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 gonna dig into it and and that part I like. Yep, yep, yeah. He's the and he's would've... the caller of shenanigans, right? Like, come on, yes, come on. That is yeah. not that's not a valid answer, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And then I would have liked to see him, like maybe bring this group of rogue telepaths, you know, into the into the army of light, into the movement. Yeah, right. Um, rather than just sort of you know dithering around with this this cult stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been dynamite. I just, I, you know, it, it was right there. And mm, yeah, I don't know. You, you know, and, and you, you and I've had these experiences writing and, and, and doing, you know, our own creative work that oh, sure. you know, you're, you're working an idea yeah, and you get distracted, yeah. right? Or something else comes in that sends you off of the correct path and onto another one that at the end of the day, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, that was probably never going to work. Right. But I didn't have the presence of mind to, you know, mm-hmm. pull up, pull up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, it's, it's, it's hindsight. It's easy for me sitting here. I don't have the pressures of, of, you know, show running, a, right. you know, a major show writing an entire season myself. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, to, to juggle. And, and, and I wonder if the rest of the season weren't as strong, if this, if we would feel more generous toward this episode, you know, it, I think that it feels weaker in, in comparison to what it's standing next to. D- definitely. I, I think actually we're, we're, uh, we're being sort of a, a, appropriately fair. You know, I, I don't, I don't think this is a terrible episode at all. No, right? no I just think I, it doesn't quite land. Yeah. I think I feel maybe a little less positive about it than you do. Yeah. I mean, put this in season one, and we'd probably consider it a great, uh, uh, you know, 
Uh, oh, you, you know, in the upper half. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, okay, yeah. well, okay, this is a little interesting, and mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. got this kind of Mimbari religious content and cast stuff that we've always that we were complaining that we weren't getting enough of. How does Mimbari society work? Right. Right. And right. okay, well, Gray Seventeen. This gives us a little another perspective on the station itself, and. Okay, mm-hmm. humans are forming these sort of cult religions. That's kind of interesting, and um, and it gave Garibaldi something to do because we didn't. We talked about the fact that we wanted Garibaldi to have more to do in uh, yeah. in season one. It probably would yeah. have been regarded as uh, straight up the middle, maybe even a little better than up the middle. But yeah, yeah you're right. But in this season, come on, you can't. You can't be the doing stakes this. are too high. Yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. be doing this kind of stuff in season three. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, but we do get you know you 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 mentioned the the Minbari history the the cultural yeah. uh, dynamic that we have going on here between the casts um, and and that part I thought was was really good. Yeah, agreed. You know, Super similar to TKO where we said you know okay get rid of the boxing part keep the Ivanova and the and the rabbi yes part. you know even. Even the the lowliest of worms, you know, has the has has its crowning moment in this uh, in this show. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know what I meant by that. That was sort of rambling. Yeah, Shai Hulud. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about now. You know, yeah. Uh, um, Usul called a big one. <laughs> <laughs> it's too it's too late in the in the evening <laughs> for you to be pulling this Usul crap on me. <laughs> Gonna. Oh, I don't even know what to say to you. Um, it's okay. Send... None of this will make the final yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we've cut, we've cut more content at this point than we've probably. Then you know, you've had hot lunches. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Oh boy. Um, all right. So, so what do we have in the uh, on the Mimbari side? Okay, what we got? Good mm-hmm. stuff. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Marcus going going to the death for Delenn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good stuff. Um, yeah. I loved Delenn's talking about her parents. Mm. Right, that her dad was so was so distraught about this war that uh, th- th- you know that it changed everything, mm-hmm. right? And her mother, uh, you know, becoming a kind of religious acolyte, mm-hmm. right? Um, it sort of speaks to Delenn's unique moral character, which is different from the sort of gener- general sort of Mimbari um, kind of culture or belief system, right? You know, can you remember that I was yes. slagging Mimbari in this first couple of seasons for being uh, kind of um, claiming the moral high ground mm-hmm. when in fact they were just as willing to do all manner of duplicitous things as anyone else, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Delenn seems to have a level of personal honor that is sort of confirmed by all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they hid uh, Deathwalker. Yeah, precisely. For goodness sake. You precisely. Know, that, you know, they, they, don't have, uh, they don't have as firm uh, ground to stand on as they would like to think. That's right. Um, and and they, they hide a lot of that behind legalisms and technicalities. Right. You know, as, as we see 
presented by Lanier here. Yes. And as we've seen him do before. Right. Um, you know, where he says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not breaking a promise by breaking a promise. Yeah. You know, he's, he's able to, 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 to work the like 12th century scholasticism <laughs> angle. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and Dun Scotus his way out of this problem. Right. Uh, you know, with, with the best of them, um, again. Yeah. So, and I, I, I get the sense that's not unique to Linear. Totally not. That it's, you know, this, this overly... Uh, it's like, not, it's like ritual bound. But, yeah. Right? It's yeah, like yeah. legalistic and, and, mm-hmm. and ritualistic, right? Mm-hmm. As long as the forms are obeyed, mm-hmm. there's no matter or amount of stretching that matters. All that matters mm-hmm. is that the that you can justify the forms have been followed, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean that Lanier is all yes. about the form of the thing mm-hmm. rather than the integrity of the thing. Now he does, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he doesn't act without integrity. Of course he does, right? Mm-hmm. But when he has to push on on the limits, he doesn't necessarily display a sense of boy, I've really acted in a morally unsound way. No, I, I, you know, I, I am, I am protected by the legal conventions of this because I did bup, 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 right? Yeah, and he, you know, he's, he's comfortable with it. Seems to be in a way that that doesn't suggest that he is aberrant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's no different from anyone uh, he's else. Clever. You know, in in finding the ways around it, and and I'm trying to I'm trying to dredge up from my memory that there was. You know, that this is, it's kind of reminding me of this, I don't know if it was a podcast or a story I read or something about a Hasidic community that had found a way around certain, like, laws and rules by, uh, about, about not leaving the home on the Sabbath or something like that by, by running wire around the entire neighborhood is this ringing any bells? This for is you? a real thing, Chris. This is a real thing. This yeah, yeah. This isn't a story. Oh no, no. But I had heard sort of like a news story or something. Absolutely. Or, or telling about this this cultural thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That that these that these cultures you know that that have these these built up rules and regulations. You know, life finds a way. You 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 find a way to kind of observe the forms, uh, and uh, and sort of maybe fudge some of the details you know here and there and that seems to be what Lanier is doing right right um this um this this thing that you're talking about is called yeah. an eruv oh, okay um and we'll put this all in the show yeah. notes of course and uh you know and and an eruv by definition um sort of creates a a space that is defined as uh, as sort of private mm-hmm. but but it sort of redefines a sort of more public space as more as more private right mm-hmm. um, so it it, it it allows uh, people who are highly observant to uh, you y- you know to do things like um, 
carry your house keys or, uh, you know, use uh, baby strollers and, and things mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a super because the interesting laws, concept. The rules are more relaxed within the private sphere. That's right. Sphere. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the word, uh, you know, Hebrew, uh, Iruv, means mixture. So it's kind of mixing these domains when they wouldn't otherwise be be allowed. Um, you know, yeah. which, of course, some people will see mm-hmm. as, um, you know, oh, look at how clever you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that that, you know, that 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 can't be, uh, you know, the way the law is supposed to be followed. But, you know, you mm-hmm. don't need to follow it in the way that they, that, you know, you think it should be followed in this way. But mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be. It can be followed in this other way. Right. right. So it's super interesting. Yeah. 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 I don't know why that jumped into my brain. Yeah. I should have done some re- some some rudimentary research well, before opening my mouth. But uh, well, why? But because it, you, you just know, you were just thinking about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Th- those those are the kinds of things that that fascinate me about you know about cultures yeah. and how how these kinds of especially very formalized right. cultures how they how do you actually live within these things yeah yeah you've got um, these rules mm-hmm. how do you uh, how do you live a good life and follow them effectively mm-hmm. I mean you could study that forever right right um, and certainly the Mimbari have their own perspectives on this mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, yeah I'm a uh, gonna put a, a tick in the um, not so good column here because mm-hmm. I remain irritated that we're only getting warrior and religious mm. and this three yeah. you know Valen created yeah. three casts right where's the right, third right. why are they why are we not getting their story well I mean I would I would wonder how much they venture out and about mm. you know as a if they you know, the worker caste is if they are you know maintaining things on the Mimbari homeworld yeah i mean certainly you'd imagine that there would be a number of them in on ship crews and whatnot but as far as as interacting with other people there might not be as much as much opportunity. I mean, unless unless we have a story where that, that's kind of like a lower decks situation where we get some of the worker cast and some of like the merchants on B five right. and you know these these kinds of these kinds of people interacting. Right. You know, that the the kinds of stories that JMS is telling, I don't think have a have a a, a place for them to be in there. Uh, which is which is you I agree with you it's a shame I want to I want to know more about about them you know and are they you know do they have an equal voice it doesn't seem it from what we're presented correct um, are they just you know trod upon by the warrior and religious castes right and you know to oh you know well yes keep 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 doing your 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 work and it's it's certainly very important and we'll be over here taking care of these you know these much more important things right you know, right is a is a 1918 coming uh for them very soon yeah for sure you know, where uh, for sure yeah. where they're going to be up against the wall yeah you know 
Yeah, we're definitely getting a sense of the sort of post-Shadow War uh, Mimbari structure, right? As Delenn breaks down some of the boundaries between warrior and religious, mm-hmm. right? And certainly by being leader of the Rangers, that's a profound breakdown in in the way that this is seen, suggesting, of mm-hmm. course, that Commander Sinclair is perceived as being a member of the warrior caste. Okay, so that's that's an interesting mm. thing, right? Mm. Because nobody beefed and moaned yeah. about him being the Entilza then, so he must have been perceived as warrior <coughs> or neutral, maybe. Or neutral. He's yeah. just sort of outside of yeah. it. You know, he's not not born of Minbar. Right, but not his presence as the Entilza was not offensive to the warrior caste. Right. True. Right. Just just as a point, right? Um, right. And, you know, Delenn was going to be the leader of the Mimbari one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Whether it's going to be as a member of the Grey Council or on my own recognizance, thank you. Right? <laughs> yes. You know, I am going yes. to be, I'm going to be the one running the show here. Yeah. And that's fascinating. It is. Um, you know, I think when you get a strong character like that, you know, that there's, there's really no way that, that she's going to stay, you know, behind the throne or adjacent to the throne or, or, you know, not even in the same room as the, she's, she's going to be running the show. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you get someone like Narun, who himself is driven by, by power and the need to, to claim power right and therefore assumes that everyone else has Uh the same kinds of motivations sure um you know and 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 i think that's something that's you know that's seen uh, that's seen historically (coughs) you know if we if we look at our own world there's there's plenty of examples you know all over the place around it yeah Uh, for sure you know for sure you, you know j edgar hoover you know, uh, I've got something to hide, so everyone else must. Yeah, right, right. You know, that that kind of thing. Um, you know, assuming that, that well, you know, Delenn must be making a, a play for power. This must be about power here. This isn't about necessity of, of doing this. And she her, her conflicted stance uh, you know, must be a put-on. Right. Yeah, Narun can't see duty the way that Delenn does. Not at all. Not at all, yeah. Um, which makes for a very a very interesting resolution of the Narun Marcus, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Ranger Fu, mm-hmm. right? Because it's very clear that you know Marcus, who's a very gifted Mimbari trained warrior, mm-hmm. is no match for Narun. No, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Narun He's still human. Narun beats him down. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Narun did not appear to be, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, oh, I, I, yeah. I have a little bruise. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. you know, oh, I've, yeah. I've had to work up a little bit of a sweat. But Marcus is, yeah. is you know, beaten, beaten half to death. Right. Right. Um, but Marcus's loyalty is commitment. Marcus's own sense of duty mm-hmm. kind of carries the day there. Yeah. Yeah. When do you think we're going to get Stephen Franklin back in his normal, uh, self-righteous form? I, he was looking I don't pretty. Know. He, he was looking pretty dogged 
pretty that pretty was, strung out. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was a pretty rough Stephen Franklin, and and you know, I, I gotta say, I'm glad that we followed the master episode order yes. and watched Walkabout before War Without End because I think going directly from Walkabout into this would be a little jarring. Agreed. You know, you, you we have a sense of of distance from Walkabout at this point. Yes. Where where we can see that oh, okay, now he is in in rough shape. It didn't just happen overnight. He's been out there for for a while. Yeah, weeks. Um yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I honestly I don't recall when we get him back, but I would assume that, you know, I'm assume he'll be back in place by the season closer in the in the fullness of time. Yeah. We'll get him back yeah. in the fullness of time, right? <laughs> yeah. But even though it was it was just a not a very long scene with him, I think it was it was very well done yeah. and, and maybe one of the better uh maybe one of the better scenes that we've had with him uh in in quite a while. I I think it was maybe even more powerful, more convincing than than Walkabout, which was his spotlight episode. Yeah, for sure. I think that's defensible. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Any further thoughts on uh on puppets, dolls? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I do have an IMDb corner. Oh, goody. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Robert England. <laughs> uh, no, our, our maintenance worker at the beginning. Oh, good grief. You know, who gets sucked down into the into Okay, the grate, go, yeah. yeah. But presumably dragged down by the puppet. Um, uh, Tom Barry. Tom Barry. He's, okay, go. He's, and, and he looked familiar to me, you know, I don't know. He's been in just a, a billion, billion things. Right. Um, he was in. Uh, he was in Space Jam. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in Steel. Oh God, bless. Mm, yeah. The, yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. The, I think, third worst uh, superhero movie, superhero theme movie ever made. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in a couple of the Fast and Furious films, which I which I have not seen, but but part of me really wants to sit down for a weekend and just binge them all. Oh, I don't know what that would be like. It'd be a lot of Vin Diesel, I tell you what. Tell you what? But it would only it would be some Vin Diesel, okay? Because yeah, he sort yeah. of starts and then he leaves. That's true, right? That's and then true. he comes back. Yeah, get you your recommended daily allowance. There's no limit of the recommended daily allowance of Vin Diesel. All right, all right. Well, before right. before this gets because he's Diesel. You know, hello. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, he was also in Space Above and Beyond. Are you what? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was in the, ep- in the episode. Up? I'm not. He was in the episode Mutiny. As what? I, 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 I looked this up yesterday. You don't expect me to write down such details. Ha- hammer, hammerhead uh, Technician Four. What? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to look it up. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, so yeah. Well, I poor. Just, yeah, I, I sort of felt bad for him. He's. Yeah. yeah. Sucked yeah. into the maw of the puppet. Yep. Yeah, eaten by a Gru. Uh yes. Yeah. You should have uh, gone west. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dark. Quite. Yeah. Well, look, and uh, there we well, are, right? There we are, indeed. Yeah. Oh, he was in Independence Day. Okay, oh. here we go. Um, hold on, I'm looking to see because okay. I can't. I can't let this go. I know our right. all of our fans who are also 
fanatical, you know, Space Above and Beyond fans who uh, get turned on to the show because because of our ceaseless talking about it. Right. Um, let me see here. Uh, he, he was he was a chief mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. You were absolutely right. <laughs> he was a yeah. chief mechanic. So he's hammer, yeah. he's hammerhead mechanic one. Yeah. Not four. Yeah. Oh, he's in Apollo 13. He had a busy, busy couple of years. Yeah, there. good for him. Yeah. yeah. Just one of those faces that I've seen, like, in a whole bunch of right. stuff. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there we go. And that's, uh, I, I think it's, as you can tell, dear listeners, it's it's late in the evening. Right. And John and I are a little punchy. Right. And, uh, and Gray uh, 17 has been found. Gray 17 is found and we never need to speak of it again. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's on tap next time? Uh, um, folks, it looks like I might have lost Chris somehow in the uh, in the in the nether. Perhaps he's uh, on Gray Twenty Nine. I'm not really sure. But this is the name of the pod, and we will join you again next week for one more episode in Babylon Five. Thanks so much. Bye. I'm not I'm in the not nether. I'm right here. here. Why can't Why anyone hear me? I'm being I'm possessed, possessed by a creepy puppet.